Welcome to the Garcia Diaries podcast. I'm Bethany Garcia. And I am Anthony Garcia. We are the Garcias. <laughs> that we are. Or that who we is. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the Garcia Diaries podcast. It's our new podcast page. We post previews for um, weekly episodes so you guys can um, kind of hear what's going to be going down in our show before it goes live and then we'll also let you know when the show's live wait we have a podcast page <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was unaware make sure i go follow that i'll follow that right now <laughs> yeah um and then you can also follow us at the garcia diaries and at sir garcia diaries but i'm pretty boring so don't follow me <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thank you guys for your support. I want to start off with a couple of people specifically from Instagram who show major love to us. Um, shout these people out. So, you know, if you reach out to the Garcia Diaries and you reach out to myself, who knows, we may shout you out on the podcast. First one, Adrena with three A's. <laughs> She's always showing love, always responding. She's so sweet. And I think her and her husband, her boyfriend, listen together. So... You guys rock. Um, another one who's been showing love even before we had a podcast. Uh, be baby ever. What? So that's Let what me you, see. Yeah, be baby ever. Be baby, baby ever. Oh yes, yes, yes. Be baby ever. So shout out to you. And your family. No, she's. I I recognize her handle. She's keep showing love. We're gonna keep giving love right back. Couple more here. Pico baby. I think that's a small shop, right? Yeah. So we got small shop showing love. So thank you guys. Her, uh, you guys should check out her shop too. It's at Pico, P-E-C-O, baby. And that's not even sponsored. Yeah, so. not sponsored. But we have a few of their things for Bronx and it's so cute. Amazing. And last but not least, this one is a long one. So yo dot Londa dot not dot yo dot mama. So <laughs> thank you for showing love. <laughs> Showing up that Instagram handle, man. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, thank you guys for the love. So this past week, well, first of all, we finally got our glasses and we can see. We didn't know how blind we were until we actually put these glasses on our face and could see clearly for the first time. I'm not even sure I like the glasses, though, because like the depth perception is real really weird yeah, so like we were walking and i tripped over a curb that wasn't a curb <laughs> you really did was funny. <laughs> so, <At Santa's> mall. <laughs> i don't know that i'm gonna make it out alive if i continue to wear glasses no so in the middle of the night last night all of a sudden deuce is like burning up and i'm like babe does he feel hot to you and he's like wait that's weird and he literally had like a super high fever so we gave him tylenol and then an hour later so this is at like two in the morning the boy starts puking everywhere everywhere. so then we wake up at like four something to him throwing up all over us all over the bed everything and so anthony hops in the shower with him i I think he threw up in there again and then we get out of the shower give him some medicine (laughs) and he's laying on the bed five minutes later and he throws up again. Throws up the medicine. It's disgusting, honestly. Like, there's nothing that gets me more than the throw up. I can't handle it. And if there's one thing I can't stand is a sick kid. Like, come on, kid. <laughs> Get What's it going together. 
Like, who do you think you are like, ruining our plans? Exactly. Why are you puking everywhere, man? It's not fair. So that was how our night went. No yeah. sleep. Shout Today out. He, shout out Hannah for coming. Yeah, my sister was awesome and came in the morning and watched the kids while Anthony, Deuce, Bronx, and I slept in because we were basically up all night. So, so that she was fun. The girls. But but a funny funny thing that happened this week. So probably TMI, but every morning before I wake up and go to my lovely job. The porcelain god and myself, we have a meeting. The porcelain god? <laughs> yes, the porcelain god. The toilet? The toilet. Ew. We have a meeting, and I catch up on all of the action that happened through the night as I was asleep. So, for I don't ever like check my email. Phone? On my phone. Oh, I thought you meant like in your bowels. No, no. <laughs> on my phone. So, I check my email for some odd reason, and I never check my email. Never. And I got an email from amazon and it was a like thank you for placing your order here's a confirmation for your order and it was 20 pregnancy test so (laughs) i'm already dropping bombs and my stomach dropped even further and i'm like what the heck does bethany think that she's pregnant so i'm freaking out bethany everyone's still asleep so i like can't confront her on it but i'm like confront me dude there's no yeah because how are you pregnant (laughs) doesn't make sense it starts when a man loves a woman no we've been extra safe i've been extra safe lately so that whole morning i'm freaking out because when bethany has the hunch that she's pregnant usually it means that she's pregnant so i'm like "Ah, why am i gonna quit my job i'm not gonna be able to quit my job anymore (laughs) i'm freaking out and bethany called me and i'm like so do you have anything to tell me i'm like um not that i know of <laughs> so, like what am i supposed to tell I'm you? like are you sure are you positive positive? and i'm just trying to like pry the information out of her because maybe she knows something that i don't and so finally i just say hey so are you pregnant or not and bethany's like i'm like what so what are you talking about and he's like i got an e- i saw an email for freaking 20 pregnancy tests like what is going on and i'm like you did like that's weird because i ordered them like two weeks ago i don't know why you just got an email now and he's like what why did you order them and i'm like well like two weeks ago i kept feeling sick every single day like i was so nauseous i didn't know what was going on i'm breastfeeding so i don't have my period so i have no way of knowing like if i'm pregnant or not you know so I just ordered a pack from Amazon and he's like, so are you? And I'm like, no, I, I would have told you. I didn't think I was. I was just confirming well, that, that I'm that's not. That's kind of some big info there to share with me. But I it think. didn't matter. So I was freaking out because I didn't know if you were pregnant or if like you were trying to like secretly run your own plant parenthood. You know, <laughs> I didn't know what do you need 20 pregnancy tests for. So that was our. I'm like s- posting on <laughs> Craigslist, free pregnancy tests, come through. That was my scare of the week and it it probably i don't know if ruins the right word but i was a little scared for about four hours uh tuesday of this week so (laughs) bethany's not pregnant praise the lord (laughs) so uh also we're we're counting down the days we're officially down to the last week of myself being employed by someone else Thank God. Just a few more days until you are officially my boss. Okay, well, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit nervous about this transition. You're nervous. I'm nervous. No, I'm nervous. Because you've been staying home for six years. Yeah, but you've been having an attitude the past few weeks on your days off. 
And I'm scared that that every day is going to be like that. Yeah, because like, you know how you go through postpartum depression? I'm going through post-employment depression. (laughs) Oh my God. I don't know how to handle myself yet. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, my hormones are all out of whack. Okay, but uh, uh, speaking of fears, I mean, what are some of your fears? I mean, obviously there's got to be something kind of scares you about me quitting my job and staying home 24-7. What scares me the most is just... I feel like up to this point, we've had your work acting as a break for us to like kind of take a breath when we're like annoyed with each other and we do get annoyed a lot. And so I'm scared that we're going to like hate each other. Also, I feel, I don't know though, because I also feel like when Deuce, when you took off like three weeks when Deuce was born, uh, when you took three weeks off when Bronx was born, when you took all that time off when Deuce had his surgeries, we were fine. I, I don't know why it just feels like annoying on the weekends. Like by Saturday night, I'm ready for you to go to work on Sunday again. <laughs> I think I think for myself, same thing is I'm not going to get to go to work the next day if I'm annoyed with you or have ex- exactly that break. But I think if we can just keep ourselves active, whether that be, like I said, I'm going back to school, hopefully come August, if we keep ourselves doing different things that should you know help us keep our mind off of dumb stuff yeah but yeah i'm just scared that i'm gonna realize that i really can't stand you anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah like when we made the pro and con list on my con list was like this could be the end of our family as we know it (laughs) anything else that concerns you (laughs) just that small thing yeah i think i think that's yeah I just want us to also learn better how to communicate in certain situations. And I also really think that you need to take medication for bipolar disorder. No, yes. I need to get some sleep. Really? Really. That's what's been affecting you the past. Yeah, I've been tired, 23 man. Years? It's freaking tripled 23 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lately this this heat, man, has just been putting me in a bad mood. Okay, so when you do wake up in bad moods and you're like so rude. But I'm not rude. What am I supposed to do to I'm not rude. Are you serious? No. You've been so rude this week. Because I was rude one day. (laughs) Okay, so on that day, what am I supposed to do to help you not be rude? The same thing you did that day. What did I do? Just ignore me and tell me I'm being dumb. Oh. (laughs) Well, that's annoying to me. How? Because I don't want to have to deal with another child. I'm not a child. I'm a grown-ass man. You're acting like a child. (laughs) When you're like huffing and puffing all around the kitchen no, and like stomping your feet. That's not what I do. That is such a lie. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, <laughs> no <laughs> you are lying. <laughs> so that's the biggest fear is, is our love strong enough to withstand each other 24 seven? Yeah. And I think definitely getting hobbies and then like you getting your haircuts, me getting my pedicures and my lashes, you should like go play basketball or go to the gym like those things that we can like do on our own that's gonna be important as like our little escape from one another i might take up clubbing as a hobby <laughs> Clubbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh we'll follow up in a couple weeks and yeah we'll let you know if we're on the verge of divorce a few days away until it becomes super official we're excited last weekend my family had the opportunity to meet our long lost cousin this story is really cool i don't know why a lot of the things that we go through is like made for reality tv or a soap opera or what's the spanish term novella yeah honestly that's what our life is but i feel like we really could be on a show or something 
Um, so do you want to share what happened? So I've got a cousin. Apparently. Well, no, I do have a cousin. Yeah, no, I know, but we didn't know until. <laughs> um, she's actually 18 years old. She just graduated high school. We were unaware that we had this cousin. If you know my side of my family, specifically my mother's side, we are a tight-knit group. We try to get together at least once a month at my, would, at my yeah, nana's house. At least a few times But we're talking aunts, uncles, tias, deals, cousins, everyone. 20 30 people in the house so we're, yeah. we're, we're really close but we and no one knew except for the mom obviously like literally no one but we were actually able to meet her this weekend um she came down from pennsylvania where she graduated high school but it's just amazing how we've never met this person and she just fit in i mean she's literally her mother <laughs> yes it, we didn't miss a beat yeah. you know we met her everyone introduced themselves and it was like we'd been talking to her every weekend of our lives yeah so it's absolutely amazing super sweet super beautiful and smart and it was such a pleasure to meet her so just like to be a part of that also emotional atmosphere was pretty awesome it was pretty amazing so lyric welcome into the family we you are 18 but you're a week old in our minds the cherry on top of another great week so a few months ago i got this email from phoenix children's hospital that's where deuce had both of his surgeries they basically said that they had nominated deuce to be the most valuable patient the mvp of a diamondbacks game in june and were we interested in allowing him to do that and basically they would give our family free tickets they would um, basically come to our house film deuce film us telling his story they would share that story during the game. They would put us on the Jumbotron. Deuce would get to run the bases. Like, basically, they would just honor him and everything he's been through at the game. And we were kind of floored. Like, absolutely, of course, there was that was our first instinct. And um, that's in two days. And we are so excited for that game and for him to be honored. And it's just a really proud moment as a parent because he really has come so far and been through so much. And... I'm really, really excited. So we just kind of want to go back. Yeah, we'll talk about Deuce's story. Here's the thing. When they came over to film, we had to tell his story and we basically told it in like five minutes or less and they compressed it down to 30 seconds and watching it back. I kind of wanted to just really share the intricate details of what we've been through with him because it really is a testimony of like faith and hope and all of these things combined And just to see how far he's come now, it's pretty crazy because there was a lot of moments in there where it was very dark and lonely and hopeless. And so, yeah. Are you ready for this? I think I am. All right. Why don't you start out with 2016, the day Deuce was born. 2016, my one and only son. I love all of our kids. I love the girls, but this is my (laughs) man. This is my boy. I'm just so excited, and he comes out. Wait, can I just add in there that when I pictured having a son, I always pictured him looking identical to yes. Anthony. Like, I thought I was going to have a little brown son with black hair, brown eyes, just, like, walking around looking exactly like Anthony, and he comes out, and he's literally porcelain to where we can see his blue veins. Like, it was the funniest thing. He's so white. So this white thing comes out of you. <laughs> And right away, I'm like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what's eyes. going on here? And then he's got a funny looking head. Yeah. 
So not only am I concerned about the shape of his head, I'm thinking, who the heck is this guy? Is this my son? Because there's no way anything. <laughs> DNA test, please. Right away. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just so happy in, in all that I finally got a son. Yeah. Um, so when we did see his head, because that is one of the first things we noticed, because we had had two kids already and they came out with, I mean, not perfect heads but they weren't deformed one of the first things i asked the nurse was why does his head look like this and she basically said well he was sunny side up in your belly he came out really fast and so sometimes that can kind of just misshape the head because of how fast he's coming out your birth canal (laughs) and it'll go back or like it'll go to how it's supposed to be in a matter of a few days yeah a few days a few weeks you'll and he'll look normal and we're like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Remember, he didn't uh, he didn't pass the hearing test. Yeah. So they were, like, running a bunch of tests on him. Yeah. And, and then he also didn't cry for, like, the first 48 hours of life. Like, not even a peep. And they were, like, trying to get him to cry. They would, like, do his shots. He wouldn't cry. When he came out of me, he wasn't crying. It was just, like, a lot of weird stuff. So I'm sitting him. there. I got a white son. <laughs> funny looking head dude can't hear anything he doesn't make a noise (laughs) i'm like man this is this is not what i expected (laughs) maybe it's not gonna go the way we planned but hey i'm still excited i got my boy so we go home two months or three months when we had the the appointment no yeah his two month well check two month well check well okay over the first two months of life we kept we kept an eye on his head and i even remember a few instances where i texted my friend chelsea she's a nurse and I said, hey, like, do you have any knowledge about why his head is, could still be like this? He's six weeks old and his appointments, you know, in two weeks. But he's now not only has a misshaped head, but he has a ridge on the back of his head that feels like a bone sticking out. So he can't lay flat on his head. Yeah. Side. And so I'm like, do you know anything about this? And she was like, honestly, like, I would just bring it up to your pediatrician. And I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to do that. But you know and she was just like yeah I, w- I think she didn't want to scare me she was just like ask your doctor ask your doctor so at his two-month well check we ask and she looks at me and she says i'm diagnosing him with craniosynostosis and i'm referring you to a plastic surgeon and a neurosurgeon he's going to need skull surgery and we were like wait what like what we that it wasn't even on our radar First of all, we had never heard of the condition in our lives. Like, I couldn't even say it. I asked her to write it down for me so I could Google when I got home. And she told me, please don't Google it. Please wait until they see you at the neurosurgeon. But of course, I still did. And that was a horrible decision. And it's pretty crazy, too, because craniosynostosis does go undiagnosed a lot of times for a while until the kids get older because a lot of doctors aren't educated on the condition. And this doctor, she used to be a nurse Nurse. back in the day, like 20 years ago. And she actually used to assist a neurosurgeon in the OR. That's how she knew about this condition. And then she went on to become a doctor. And I'm just like, that's absolutely crazy. She wasn't even the doctor we were supposed to see because our doctor was like busy with other patients. And so we had her kind of last minute. And it's just crazy how it all came together. Chance that it yeah. was even 
yeah. diagnosed at that so point. yes so three weeks go by because to get into the neurosurgeon's office there's a three-week wait that was the most excruciating three weeks of our life okay so within those three weeks what were the feelings what were the emotions running through your mind i i guess for i think it's just my personality type is i want I don't care if it's a bad answer. I just want to know the answer. Like, I hate being unsure. I hate not knowing what's going to happen. And that that's really hard for me. So literally, I felt like there was 72 hours in each day. Every day was so long and just filled with anxiety. And I didn't know what was going to happen. And of course, I'm praying that he doesn't have this condition and that they we go to the neurosurgeon and they're like, oh, no, he's completely fine. That was my hope, but I also joined a lot of cranial groups and started looking at pictures and reading stories and talking to other moms, and I kind of knew in the back of my mind, like, okay, his head looks like all of these other heads. These stories are just like his, like, the, he has this, and so I kind of just prepared for that. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Yes, always. That's our motto. What about you? What were you thinking? Definitely a lot of dark moments for myself emotionally you know every day you know asking god why asking myself why you know what did my two-month-old son do to deserve this um and we actually went as far as trying to figure out if there's something that we did yeah and we i felt a lot of guilt like was it something i did when i was pregnant i did take anxiety medication when i was pregnant and i didn't do that with either of the girls so all of these thoughts are running through my head of like is it something that i did i mean still to this day i still have those thoughts that creep in even though doctors have told me that that's not why and that it's completely genetics but you know a lot of a lot of why 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 um didn't make sense couldn't make sense of it but we went to that appointment and sure enough deuce has craniosynostosis needs surgery and so then we had to go to the plastic surgeon and they had to do a bunch of scans and photos because for this surgery the neurosurgeon and plastic surgeon work together we went to phoenix children's hospital to the plastic and neurosurgeon there got everything figured out They actually told us that since our pediatrician caught it so early, he was able to have an endoscopic surgery. So when you have craniosynostosis, there are two surgery options. The first is endoscopic where they make two small two-inch incisions and they go in endoscopically and fix the skull. The other surgery is a cranial vault reconstruction, CVR, And with that one, it's an ear-to-ear surgery. They go in and remove the top of your skull, fix it, put it back in. The second surgery is a way longer process. Um, It's a longer surgery, longer recovery time, longer time in the hospital. So we were really, really pleased that our infant baby son would need the easier surgery. That was really important to us. Did we say what craniosynostosis is? No, we didn't. So... (laughs) Backtrack a second. Craniosynostosis is a condition in which the sutures in an infant's head or a baby's head or a child's head close prematurely. So when you're born, your skull has little gaps in it that make it easy for the brain to grow as you get older. Yeah, and it's like your soft spots. So Deuce wasn't born with a soft spot. His skull was completely fused when he was born, so his brain had nowhere to go. That's what craniosynostosis is. So if you didn't know, 
Now you know. So he had he had the endoscopic surgery when he was three months old. But we were not happy, but the fact that he could have this such a major surgery and he would have two small incisions mm-hmm. on his head, two very small scars. We were relieved. We were grateful, relieved, yeah. because you know, we were thinking long term elementary school into junior high, thinking kids are mean. Yeah, of course your know? mind kind of jumps to that. Jumps way ahead. So hey, he's going to have this surgery, but two very small scars that aren't really going to be noticeable. Glad that they were able to diagnose it early. He goes through the surgery. It's like everything was going right for a hard and miserable situation. Everything was going right. So I felt like throughout that whole process, I kept hope and I kept feeling like, okay, he has these things wrong, but they're fixable. He has these things wrong, but he's breathing. He's alive. And for that, I'm thankful. Like I always felt hope. I always felt gratefulness, even through all of these trials, through that process. Like I felt like we could get through it. And so going through that surgery, like that was hard. Going through the recovery process was hard. And then afterwards, he had to have a helmet, a dock band on for, was it like eight to 10 months? Um, he actually needed two because it like it wasn't fixing the way it should be. So he had to have two different ones and it was like a lot longer than he was supposed to. But then he finally graduated from the dock band and we were like, finally, like this is all over. It's all behind us. Like we were so grateful. His head shaped looked, looked normal. Yeah, it looked good. You know, the scans were normal. Everything looked great. We thought, perfect. He's got a good shaped head. We made it past this hurdle in our lives. Now we can just move on and move forward. We were so grateful. When was that follow-up? A few months later. Six months? I think that was right around his first birthday. And I think we went in because we had to go in for scans every two months. I think two months later is when we went in. And it had shown a little bit of regression in his scan. And they were like, okay, well, that's a little bit normal when, you know, they take the dock band off and it's not holding it in place. A little bit of regression is normal, but we're going to keep an eye on it. And we're like, well, okay, like, that's fine if it's normal. We went in for the next appointment three months later. Prior to that appointment, we had noticed that it had started to regress and go back to its original form prior to the surgery. Yeah, it was getting worse and worse every single day. So we could tell, hey, something's not right. So going into that second follow-up appointment, um yeah we definitely brought it up and the scans showed that it was he was in regression and so the doctors decided this a second surgery was needed but at this point he was going to need the more invasive surgery and he would have an incision from ear to ear yeah and they also wanted to take scans over the next few months to kind of watch the regression path and see how it was growing And so not only are they telling us our son's going to have to have this big surgery that we thought we had completely avoided, but we are going to have to wait a few months. And just that like anxiousness crept in again. And at this point, I feel like I lost all hope. Um, I had held on to hope for so long and faith and all of these things that pulled me through the first time. And it was like my world crashed in because I felt like it was all for nothing. And everything we had done for him to get him through that, I felt like it was for nothing. Then in November, we were told that... November of what year? November of 2017, we were told, okay, we're going to have this surgery. 
or he's going to have the surgery this year in December before the year is over. Since his deductible is already met, we're going to help you guys out with that. No, 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 no. We wanted the surgery before the yeah, end of the year. Yeah, yeah. And and, but we were told that that was going to happen. But then something happened to where he couldn't get in until January. So it was like on top of everything, we had met our deductible. Like we were basically going to be completely covered. Now we're going to have to start over in his surgery. This freaking expensive so surgery gonna is going to be have in to January. Go, th- go through another surgery, but also the financial burden yeah. started all over again January 1st. Yeah. So it was just like all of these things crashing in on us. And it was really, really freaking hard. And I find out I'm pregnant with Bronx. That's another thing added to the whole mixture of everything going on. Um, On top of that, I'm hormonal and my body's changing and I'm growing a human being. So his surgery was on January 27th, 2018. We were in the hospital for about a week. He was in the ICU for three days and then a normal room for a few days before we went home. He had staples from ear to ear. Um, His eyes were so swollen that he couldn't open them. So he was basically talking and crying with um, closed eyes and so confused. He was, it was a few months from his second birthday. So he was, you know, at the age where he was talking almost and um, like obviously eating full meals and walking and running and yeah super active and so it was just very confusing for him and that was a thousand times more difficult than the prior surgery yeah Um, especially him being aware aware of what's going on but it that was rough you know it was was very rough to see that uh very heartbreaking to see him and not be able to do anything to comfort him yeah or and help he him. still still to this day he sleeps in our bed but at that point he slept in our bed and so they have him in this like cage crib and Baby of course prison. he hates it and so basically we ended up holding him the entire week we're in the hospital um at one point i asked for a bed and they were like no that's not safe and i'm just like please like work with me here like my i remember because i was uh, pregnant she was like do you know who i am no. I'm the oh Diaries. my god shut up you're a liar. One day I'm going to be all over the news. <laughs> I remember at one point, because I'm pregnant, I remember my butt, my arm, my shoulder, my like whole spine was just numb. And I was in so much pain from holding him. Anthony and I were trading off from sleeping, holding him, sleeping, holding him. And just on top of Deuce's physical pain, like our emotional pain, the financial burden, everything. But I will say my friends, my followers, my audience, our family really came through for us. Like we had people sending us Starbucks gift cards. um, Sending us money. Yeah, sending us like money on Venmo for us to be able to go to the cafeteria and get lunch. Just stuff like that. That was so sweet. My friends like bought us dinner several times. Just, Just really incredible things that made a tough time a little bit easier. That much more better. Yep. Yeah. But uh, we do have a great support system. The two things that helped Deuce kind of come come out of it: baby shark and chow mein noodles. Yeah. So what day four? I went down to the cafeteria. And to this point, he hadn't had a bite. To a eat. bite? Yeah, nothing. But even breastfeed, didn't open his eyes at all. Yeah. Um, but I went down to the cafeteria. They had us like a Mongolian grill type deal. Ordered some chicken chicken noodles, chicken chow mein noodles. 
came back to the room uh you were about to eat them no i was grubbing away yeah i was eating it um he liked baby shark so i'd have that playing on my phone and it would kind of consolidate him and he i think he smelt what i was eating yeah something or heard you chewing said he wanted some yeah and he was like papa i was probably halfway through that bowl of noodles we have the cutest video of deuce with his eyes shut he can't open them he has the plate on his lap and he's just has his hands in there and then stuffing it in his mouth like and, you and he's you not even think that he would have been starved for he's two years. not even slurping the noodles he's just straight yeah it's swallowing so them whole but from that moment when he ate some food he started getting better and better i started to open up yeah and he, we facetimed his sisters that got that's him when he to actually open, opened the yeah. eye one eye yeah um, he opened his eye to see his sisters on the phone. Yeah. Um, and f- it was just crazy. Just once immediately, he turned that corner, he started getting better and better every day, and we were able to go home a few days. A later. few days later, and you know, going home was very difficult because he had staples in his head, and he was still super swollen. Swollen, but he yeah. didn't act like he just had gotten out of surgery. He was climbing up the stairs yeah there was a few times where he actually tried to pull staples out i think he got one of them out yeah, he pulled staples it out was of his head. disgusting it was like hard for us too because we're not sure how to care for someone that has these things and we're just learning with him and i don't know i definitely threw up a few times he also had a bunch of screws put in his head during the surgery and like i think it was like 30 to 40 screws yeah, and so the kind of screws that he has actually dissolve over time so if you rubbed your finger hands across yeah. around his head you would actually feel like bumps and crannies and and screws like yep. pointy screws in his head and there was a few times where i almost rushed to urgent care because i thought they were going to poke through and actually pierce his skin but they never did and the doctor's like no that can't happen and i'm like are you guys sure like i can feel them and they're like no it's okay um but after this surgery he didn't need a helmet or anything like with this surgery like you're one and done it was crazy once the swelling started going down and we saw what his skull looked like. It was like a different head, completely different. And this is a cause, it's considered a cosmetic surgery, but what craniosynostosis can do to these kids later in life is horrific. It causes seizures, migraines, in some instances, blindness. Like it's really detrimental as they grow and their brain has pressure on it. And since his brain had pressure on it, it was absolutely imperative that he had these surgeries. And so getting him through these things and getting through these surgeries and getting through these trials and these hard times, it really brought us so much closer together as a couple and as a family. And I feel like I was so much more appreciative of milestones with Deuce and then even with Bronx. Like I remember crying after her two-month well check because after deuce's two-month wall check we got some of the most devastating news and after hers it was like oh well she needs to gain some a few more pounds but she looks healthy and she's happy and whatever and i'm just like oh my god like i was so much more grateful to have those boring doctor's appointments where they're not telling you that your child's going to have this crazy surgery the whole process definitely helped us realize to to not take anything for granted but looking at deuce today watching how he acts i mean you could you would never know he's gone through two major school surgeries in three years of life i mean when his hair gets long enough you can't even see the scars the resilience from that boy is amazing absolutely amazing 
all that he's gone through in such a short amount of time, but to still be the loving, outgoing, funny, goofy kid he is. But (laughs) him being born hard-headed, literally, is the perfect example of who he is. Because he is as hard-headed as they come. Soft spots or not. (laughs) But uh, definitely an honor that he's getting recognized by Phoenix Children's Hospital and the Arizona Diamondbacks. We're excited. So, and as far as the the school itself it has shown no signs of regression yeah. we still go back every six months. every six months so twice a year until he's 18 years old they're gonna monitor him track him make sure everything sits well but obviously we still have those concerns for when he becomes old enough to go to school you know how are other kids gonna react so we definitely talk about the scars we try to make him feel yeah we'd constantly show him photos from when he was in the hospital and and so that way you know he'll realize hey what he had to go through these scars are Something a sign of how of. strong i am yeah um so you know definitely putting bill money away because if any kids <laughs> make fun of him in school i'm rolling up there oh my gosh anyways so it's been a tough journey but we're so excited to be able to honor him and celebrate him on sunday and it's going to be really fun so today we're going to close the podcast out with a little game i like to call this or that um if you listen to our previous episode we have a special guest who's going to close this out for me it is hannah johnson the sister who missed out on her opportunity (laughs) how's it going hannah it's good how are you so good good so you don't know what we're playing yet but i'll let you know this or that pretty much i'm gonna ask you this or that and you give me your answer Alrighty. okay and while you're giving me answers if you think of something you want to ask me you can ask me as well so would you rather have an extra arm or an extra leg that's so easy an extra arm because then i could do extra stuff you know like when i'm cooking it'd be nice to have an extra arm when i am cleaning having an extra hand like that'd be awesome would you rather have an extra nose or an extra finger? An, an extra finger because I definitely don't want to have a better smell of <laughs> everything. <laughs> extra finger. I feel like it'd take my gaming to the next level if I had an extra thumb to... It's always about the video games with guys. I, don't, I can't think of anything. Maybe I could be like a really great piano player with 11 <laughs> fingers. I don't know. All right. So, Hannah, would you rather get your hair done? We're talking cut color polish do you polish hair if you polish hair perm whatever anything you want with your hair done at any moment for free at any time so shelby does hair if you snap your finger she's there working on your hair or would you rather have that same thing but with manicure pedicures you can get a manicure pedicure get your nail did your nails did whenever you want at any time for free but you can only choose one. So if you choose to get your hair done for free for the rest of your life, you can never get your nails done again. Okay, so the la- genuinely, the last time I had a pedicure was for your guys' wedding. Like what, six years ago? How long have you been married? That's the last time I've had a pedicure. So I could definitely go without the nails and pedicure thing. Uh, shout out to my girl Shelby who does my hair and keeps me looking incredible. I would love for her to be in my life every day styling me and making me look bomb that is disgusting so you'd rather have <laughs> crusty toes i don't have crusty nice hair. toes i make sure that they look nice and clean but i don't like people touching my feet like that's it's just one of my things Ooh, nah. 
I'd have to go with the pedicures and manicures. I'm sorry. Do you have anything else, or do you want me to hit you with one last one? Hit me with one more. Alrighty. Last question. $100,000 deposited into your bank account right this second, or $1 million in pennies you can never convert to any other currency. Dang. I feel like that would just be really inconvenient. Like, I'd rather just have the money in my bank account now. Because if I'm in there, like, shopping and I'm, like, counting one, two, three, they're like, it's $600. I'm like, all right, give me 45 minutes to count these pennies out. They would hate me. So I will go with the money deposited into my account right now. That's how much you're paying me to do this podcast, right? Go ahead and talk to the Garcia Diaries about that. (laughs) Bethany. So you'll take convenience over quantity well thank you for joining us on this first edition of this or that thank you for having me thank you so much for listening to this week's show we are so excited you got it because no one's looking at us see what you got it last week you said thank you for watching oh you got it down (laughs) baby you got it down oh i'm getting better and better at this Thank you for joining us again. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Garcia Diaries podcast at the Garcia at the Garcia Diaries at Sir Garcia Diaries. It's a mouthful. Um, you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, on the GarciaDiaries.com. If you listen on Spotify or iTunes, we would super duper appreciate your five star review. If you want to leave a little note for us, um, that helps people to know when they see our podcast if they want to listen to it or not so we really 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 appreciate that stuff and continue to reach out we enjoy talking to you guys y'all have a good one all right peace peace Is it Garcia Savi?